0: Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, a.k.a. The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining the Good Life. It was pretty recently that I was speaking on this podcast about the notion of failure and how our culture doesn't really understand and, you know, makes it seem like a bad thing and how we kind of have to normalize failure and making mistakes. And I'm having a chuckle over this because, you know, I really had this, like, had this very, like, had to learn this once again, (laughs) very recently. Like, over the course of just, just 24 hours, I made so many mistakes with my driving that, I really had to remember this lesson. Like, like one, like once I, the other day I was with my older son and I was trying to park into this parking slot um, to go onto the beach. And we, I just, you know, like I tried to go in a little bit more. Like I wanted to perfect kind of my parking, even though it wasn't necessary at all. There was nobody else around. Um, And, and and, and I ended up like just kind of backing into a little wooden post. And I, Like, I completely just totally didn't see it was there. I had no idea it was there. Thank God there was nothing, there was no damage. You couldn't even tell. There wasn't even a little mark on the car. But I was like, okay, next time open your eyes a little wider. And then we went down to the beach and we had an amazing time. And I don't know how many hours we stayed there. And on the way back, I was looking for the keys. I looked into one pocket and then the other pocket. I was like, huh, that's interesting. I really don't remember putting them in my bag. I looked into my bag. They weren't there. Now, we have these keys that are automatic, which I'm sure many people are familiar with. It's just that I'm not that familiar with cars. Um, And I realized that actually the car was open and I had left the keys inside and I had never, you know, not even noticed. And I had my... SLR camera in the back, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, it was unattended, open the whole time, you know, I mean, the keys were kind of hidden, so that's good. But yeah, again, that's something I will probably never do again. And then on the way back home, we were like, just we just left and there was this, you know, um, what do you call it? Like, um, like pedestrian passage, but there was nobody around so we could just go through and there was like a, like like a bump, like a speed bump. But there was no sign, so I didn't think it was a speed bump. So I just kind of went through at my regular speed. Whoa, boom! Like that definitely <laughs> felt, definitely made it itself felt. We it was pretty scary actually, but you know, again, nothing happened. You know, but now I know, I see a bump, I slow down, and then. And then what happened is we went back to the same beach the day after, and it was a little later, and this was with both of my kids, and we left. When we left, it was already dark, and on the way home, I noticed these cars kind of, like, you know, trying to signal something at me, and so I was like, hmm, I wonder if my headlights aren't on. The thing is, the car has automatic, like, it manages it automatically, so I never actually even learned where the little thingy is to turn on and off the lights, so I kind of like I signaled, I, you know, I uh, like stopped myself on the right of the right side of the road. and And lo and behold, the lights weren't on, the headlights weren't on. And I had to make a panicked call. I was like, where is this thing? What do I do? What's going on? Anyway, I learned it. Now I know. Now I will never forget. And it didn't feel pleasant because it felt like it was dangerous. And y- yeah, like I'm not proud of that. But here's the thing. I am not making any of this mean that I'm a bad driver or that I'm a stupid person, but it's more like, okay, this is me learning. This is me becoming an experienced driver. This is how it works. You know, you make stupid mistakes and you learn from them and you hopefully don't make them again. This is human learning. (laughs) So today... I'm going to be talking to you all about having your own back. I'm going to explain what I mean by that and what I don't mean by that. And I'm also going to explain why it's so important. And it's also related to some other concepts that I've spoken a lot about on this podcast already. I would say definitely go back to my episode on self-compassion. That's episode um, number eight. Uh, the surprising thing that blocks change, or even my last few episodes when I spoke about building your own toolbox, um, or how to become resilient. Those are all going to really help out also in understanding this concept, but you can do it afterwards. You can still listen to today. And also, in case there's any confusion, I do want to clear up one thing. Um, When I say having your own back, I don't mean it in a selfish way, like, Always looking out for number one for yourself at the expense of others, that kind of thing. I think having your own back actually does the opposite. I think it is uh, like it is us honoring that most important relationship in our lives, which is the one with ourselves. And that is actually what allows us to be a good human being to others. Having your own back is important because. It is what allows you to grow and move forward in your life in the most confident way possible. You are so much less afraid to take action when you know that you have your own back no matter what. I think of having your own back in three times. So this is when it comes to your past, when it comes to your present, and your future. Okay? And all three of these times is really important. So let's start with the present tense. Now, life is always going to be a mixed bag, meaning there will always be positive and negative emotion. That is just an inbuilt feature of the full human experience. But many of you add needless suffering on top of that by judging your pain and by resisting it. So one of the most important things you can do in life is to learn how not to be afraid of any emotion so that you're not adding needless emotional suffering. So there's a distinction that I have learned from my own coaches that I find really useful. And that's the difference between clean pain and dirty pain. Clean pain is that inevitable part of life where shit happens and we feel some kind of emotional pain, feeling sad and mad and lonely and frustrated, anxious, whatever it is. Dirty pain is what happens when, you know, usually there is some pain, some legitimate clean pain, and then we take that and we make that mean all kinds of horrible things, like we're somehow not worthy, we're defected, we're weak, you know, that something's gone wrong if we're feeling bad. But really, my friend, nothing has gone wrong. You are just a human feeling some human emotions. I actually have an example of this that's really fresh in my mind. This was just last week. You know, I've mentioned before that we homeschool our kids, and here in France, homeschooled kids get a yearly inspection. And the last time we had our inspection, it was early, actually at the beginning of this year for the last school year, and it didn't go super well and there was even maybe talk of having a second visit and somehow and then the pandemic hit and none of that happened and it kind of we felt like okay we're just kind of off the hook for this year and so when we got our um invitation our appointment for this year I was like okay so we had an appointment in a primary school the next town over with the inspectors from national education and my partner was already <laughs> kind of aware that I was anxious because I was in a bit of a foul mood before we left the house. And as I was sitting there in the car on our way to the appointment, I could feel my entire body buzzing, just buzzing with anxiety, with this really weird energy. And the only thing I could do in that moment was just to be there, to be present to connect to my breathing, and accept where I was. Accept that, of course, I'm feeling this way. I'm a mom who wants the best for her kids. I'm a human having some human emotions. And just letting it be there without trying to change it. So to me, this is a perfect example of having my own back in the present tense. Not judging myself for feeling the way I do, and staying present to the sensations without trying to push them away. And also, not judging myself for having yelled. Now, this doesn't mean that I don't apologize, of course, but it means that I don't add insult to injury by making it mean all kinds of terrible things, like I'm not a good person, oh my God, I still have such a long way to go with my own work, blah, 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 blah. That kind of self-talk literally does no good, and it's actually counterproductive. So accepting that stress and negative emotion are part of life, but knowing that being stressed about the stress is optional. And of course, in that moment, last Friday, that's all that I had time to do. In the end, we had a great inspection and we're good for another year. Um, But if this was a more chronic situation... I think here's what I would do. After sitting with the emotions and just kind of being present to them and opening myself up to them, leaning into them rather than resisting them, I may then feel the space to move on to the next stage, which is to become curious and to explore, investigate in my mind, or actually best with writing, what thoughts are creating these feelings and do my self-coaching work, or go get coached, or both. So that's what having your own back looks like in the present tense. And I want to now talk about how it shows up in the past tense. Now, I think this is super important as well. It means for me, being careful about the story you tell of yourself, the way you talk about your past if you're living in constant regret, if you're super attached to your stories of, you know, either how you messed up or made mistakes in the past or how other people mistreated you, etc., these are signs that you are not taking full responsibility for your own growth, for your own healing. And this is very likely holding you back in life. For example, when I hear someone say things like, you know, with a really bitter tone, That was the worst decision of my life, of something that happened many, many years ago. I feel so bad for them. I mean, what good does it do to ever say that about yourself? It just makes you afraid and mistrustful of other people, of life itself, of yourself. Plus, what if you hadn't made that decision? What if you hadn't taken that risk? Because actually in life, we tend to regret the things we didn't do more than the things we did. Without risking losing, we don't risk winning either. So could you instead try thinking that that was the best decision given the extent of my knowledge at that time? That is having your own back of your past self. Not pushing away how you were when you were younger, not being embarrassed, not rejecting parts of you but to honor how each stage of life and growth brought you to who you are and where you are today and that you are exactly where you are supposed to be. And now this brings me straight into having your own back in the future tense. Because again, going back to being regretful of your past, if you think about it, one of the worst consequences of that will be that you become so much more hesitant about making decisions and taking actions in your life if you think you might regret it later, right? And spinning in indecision just creates mental clutter. And it's the biggest killer of dreams. When you hem and haw and stop yourself from taking action, sometimes for a very long time, this totally keeps you from going after the life you want. So having your own back frees you from making decisions confidently and moving forward in your life. It allows you to make decisions more easily. And making more decisions and making them quickly allow you to move toward the life you want. And this right here is where your power lies. This is where the magic is. You can decide ahead of time to be proud of yourself no matter what. That you will go after your growth no matter what. So having your own back in the present moment in the past and in your future is essential for going after the good life, whatever that means for you. And guess what, my friend, all of this is so much faster, so much more effective and more enjoyable when you're having one powerful weekly conversation at a time with someone who's super committed to you going after your dreams. So get in touch with me to know more about that. My email is in the show notes. All right, that is what I have for you today. I will speak with you next time. Hey, come join us in our private Facebook group, Redefining the Good Life, where we continue the conversation about just what it means to have a meaningful life today. See you there.